Dave, um, we've had some really sad news come through this afternoon. Um, fellow Hungerford supporter Paul Stevens passed away Wednesday night after a brave, dignified fight against cancer. Um, Paul was highly liked at the club, wasn't he, as a fan and a volunteer? Yeah, it was getting to hear the news today. And Paul, as you say, extremely well liked down at the club, always helped out volunteered to do the stewarding on a home home game yeah um and obviously a familiar face to both you and me on yeah, well, our away yeah, games um, yeah quite so i'm very used to turning up um, away games and uh, seeing paul there nice and early with luke and and um, roy and others well and he, he made us feel welcome when we Indeed. first started off our adventure with hungerford yeah yeah a lovely genuine guy um no someone you would you know feel comfortable having a a beer with um, and spending uh, time in his company. Um, now, you, you posted a great photo this evening taken by Phil Cannings at Hitchin. Can you describe that photo? Yeah, well, it sums up our comeback against Hitchin and the passion that Paul had for the club as he was hugging the players yeah. behind, obviously behind the goal when, when we scored. And that summed him up. He he loved the club. Yeah, well, it shows, doesn't it, that the players would remember him um, just as much as the rest of us are going to. Um, I remember Paul giving me a bear hug after we beat Leamington in the playoff final. That's a memory I'll always have. And I'm, I'm sure all at Hungford, past and present, will have their own special memories of Paul. Um, the high regard we will all continue to hold him in is evident by all the messages messages of condolences on social media this afternoon. Yeah, it's lovely to see the uh, the affection and he's well deserved. He was a top yeah. bloke. Yes, he was. Yeah. Now, we still have no idea when National League South clubs will be able to let fans in. In fact, if anything, it seems further away now. Um, it's a situation that threatens Hungerford's very existence and not just Hungerford, of course, many clubs if forced to play with no fans coming in through the gates. You can't really underestimate how serious it is, can you, Dave? No, I think there was meetings today and I think National League North, 81% of the clubs said they can't play without mm. fans unless there's a financial package yeah. that comes in you know, to help alleviate all the problems that well, yeah, all the I clubs mean, will have. The, the government have got to step in and do something to help clubs or so many are going to go to the wall. It's... Well, when you've got teams that are in lower leagues and us that can have up to 600 in, we dream of having 600 mm, yeah. as a home home gate and we can't have anyone in. Yeah, just, just it's, it seems crazy, doesn't it? Now, we did have a football fix on Tuesday, didn't we? But it was um, it was a bit, bit of a weird thing, really. You the magic, me, magic of yeah, the cup. That's it, you, me and Windmill, all like roving reporters, keeping in touch with each other on on Twitter and WhatsApp. Sky Sports, around yeah, the grounds. We were. Uh, Windmill took in... Uh, Sinderford against Royal Wotton Bassett where Royal Wotton Bassett went through on penalties where did you end up? I went to Frimley Green against Marlow in a sold out FA mm. Cup tie like you're going to Frimley Green when it's not darts yeah no, that's <laughs> true um, they could have done with some of the, the precise shooting in that game <laughs> yeah. uh, but, um, no um, it was Marlow went through on penalties mm. um, let's just say it was a a very niggly affair and it wasn't one for the mm. purest of the game. Mm. That was something about a smashed window at the end, wasn't it? Yeah, th there was a lot of trouble after the game and mm. a window got smashed and I think there's no no 
secret that I think Frimley Green accused Marlow, mm. and Marlow, you know, said, "Well, it's broken on the outside, not the inside. Mm. It's double glazed. Yeah. It was one of your fans yeah. that done it, and so it seemed." But yeah. it might rumble on. There might be a fine because yeah. yeah. When, when everyone's so desperate to try and show that football fans can act responsibly inside grounds, it probably wasn't a great thing, was it? That no, it wasn't a good advert. Yeah. Um, social distancing was a bit better, I would suggest, where I went at Tadley Cleaver, where the home side put on a very good performance uh, against Truro, just really lacked a, what you might call a uh, cutting edge up front, I think. Uh, apart from a little flurry of corners, um, I think Truro were fairly comfortable, but at 1-0, Tadley State did well to stay in the game. Um, now, I, I did go on Twitter afterwards and say how much I enjoyed the game and one or two of our WhatsApp group have accused me of brown-nosing Truro, who I've upset in a previous podcast. Oh, I wondered what that smell was. Well, well yes, but the, the truth is I just don't want to wake up and find a Cornish pasty in my bed. <laughs> so so that was why. Um, now, tomorrow we've got, we've got the draw for the next round of the FA Cup. Um, usually we'd be like kids on Christmas Eve, but... Um, well, it feels a bit different to that this, this time around, doesn't it? Especially after... Um, today's news, yeah. yeah today's news. Um, but you, what sort of draw would you like, Dave? Uh, for me, personally, an away game mm. somewhere... Lower down, a, so we can go and see Yeah, within an hour's, hour and a half's drive, yeah. so I can finish work and go, because yeah. I haven't got yeah, Saturday I, off. I think that would be the, the ideal this time, wouldn't it? But have you got a feeling in your bones who we might get... You know I've got form for this, but what what do you think? Well, I've I've said all along we're going to get Bobby Wilkinson's Bracknell. Mm. Well, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be totally surprised. Um, I I initially thought Truro, <laughs> but um, I actually had a dream on Tuesday night that we get Ebb's Fleet away. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Folks. Yeah, don't don't fancy that. I won't no. be able to make that one. No. Um, also, Dave, it's the time of year when uh, a lot of league table predictions start to appear. Um, at the moment, it all seems slightly academic because we are so unsure if the season will actually start. Well, I was going to say it's all let alone complete. I was gonna say, it's all rubbish, really, because yeah. we don't know what teams have got what players well, in their squads. Yeah, and it's yeah, just it's, all guesswork. It's true, and and it, the lazy option. Well, is it a lazy option? A lot of these um, predictions have Hungford at the bottom. But the reason why I question whether it's lazy or not is, well, we were bottom when the season finished last season. So is it understandable? And uh, we've been occupying the bottom places for the last mm. two or three seasons. So. Yeah. so we'd like to prove people wrong. Definitely. Mm. But I, I did think, well, I've gone to the trouble now of um, getting in touch with um, a dozen or so Hungford supporters to get their opinions. So let's just see what the Hungford prediction uh, threw up. Now, it's seems to me that uh, haven't the clear favourites. They got over 50% of the, the vote to go up automatically. Would you go along with that? Is that just lazy predicting because they were <laughs> at the top? Well, yes, that, yeah, that's, that's a very good point, Dave. I haven't stopped to consider that. Mind you, I think I'd put them up there as well. Yeah, so, um, yeah. No, I mean, they've, they've got some good players on their side. Yeah. They lost their main striker to Bristol Rovers, haven't they? But they have brought in the lad who scored lots of goals for St Albans when they were struggling last season. Yeah. So, yeah. So, let's... Just, just hope we get a season in so we can mm. see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the two sides that kind of got the equal sort of billing to possibly go up through the playoffs, Ebbsfleet uh, and Dorking. Would you suggest one was stronger than the other? Um, again, Ebbsfleet 
being a national league side, albeit for a season or two, mm. you don't know what players they've kept and who they've brought in. They've got a German manager now, haven't they? Have um, they? I, I didn't know that, no. I think they have, yeah, because oh, I think okay. he, he replaced Kevin Watson, didn't oh, right. he? Okay, yeah, um, I wasn't, wasn't in the know there. Well, I think so, that is the mm. case, anyway. Uh, yeah, but I, I'd probably put Dartford right up in the mix as well because yeah. I think he's he's recruited well. Okay. Well, uh, if I ask you to pick either Ebsfleet or Dorking to um, go up as playoff winners, that's the choice that I'm, I can give you. Ebsfleet. Okay. That means Dorking go into playoffs with four others and the four others as selected by the Hungerford supporters were, as you say, Dartford, Bath, Concord and Maidstone. Concord had a fantastic season last year and still hoping to... Oh, and Welling, sorry, because that completes the playoff lineup To get their game in. Mm. Um, Bath are always up there. Yeah. But who knows, maybe this season they might not be up there. You know, you well, just... Yeah, I mean, the Hungford supporters have got Billericay and Slough to just miss out. Yeah, I think Slough will miss out, but mm. that's just my, my thoughts. Yeah. Now, we, we also asked who would struggle this season. We didn't go the whole hog and ask who would be relegated. Uh, Gavin made a very good point, actually, that we don't want to write anyone's pre-Hungford team talk. For no, we don't want to fuel anyone's fire. No, but we, we did kind of uh, suggest through this poll that two sides that may struggle are uh, Braintree and Tunbridge. And I don't think that's been disrespectful. Braintree were in a bad run towards the end of last season. And they were the team we were looking at. Yeah, to, and we to... did a double over them yeah. as well, didn't we? And Tunbridge, I believe, were running into financial difficulties. Although they, they did well, I thought, last season. They were actually pulling away from trouble when the, the season ended. Yeah. Uh, now, one other side that got a mention is possibly struggling. Dave, Chippenham. Chips and Really? Ham. It, was, it was that... Truthful or just for a bit of devilment? <laughs> Chips and ham? Yeah. Um, no, I think they're struggle. Okay, well, we, we shall see. Well, hopefully we'll see. We don't know, do we? Uh, I mean, that's the thoughts of the Hungerford faithful. But I think one thing all fans can agree on is that we want to come back and watch games, taking all necessary precautions, of course. But in that, no, all fans will be united, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. No sooner had we drafted this episode than I learnt Tadley Cleaver had been penalised for failing to enforce social distancing measures. Their capacity has now been halved. I was there. I felt they had tried but were let down by a section of the crowd. I also find it hard to believe anything that went on there was not replicated elsewhere in the FA Cup on Tuesday night. It goes to show that these current measures are not here to be ignored. Anyone attending a match has a part to play or they will be letting their club down. Also, please download the National Health Track and Trace app. Keep yourselves and everyone else safe. So, Dave, I thought we'd do a little bit of a former Crusader watch for a, a few minutes. Um, I'm going to mention some names that were either in the non-league paper last weekend or names that have just occurred to me, basically, and feel free to, to add a few. Okay. Um, I, I noticed that Babs Yara and Liam Ferdinand both turned out for Harrowborough last week. Yeah, I think Kensley Maloney, who... Oh, he did as well, yeah, that's right. He was there as well. Um, yeah. I think he, I'm not sure if he was sub to start off with yeah. wherever he started, but... He's at Harrowborough as well now. Yeah, yeah, they, they lost at Truro. Why do they keep featuring in this? Um, 
anyway, yeah. Uh, Matt Jones, he was on the bench for Western as they won at Dorchester. Be a bit disappointed just to be on the bench, I would have thought. Yeah, he's better than sitting on the bench. Yeah. Um, now, Dave, which two players am I talking about here? LLG missed a penalty in BMF's defeat to Sirencester. JGP still runs out for them. Well, you're on about... <laughs> Lewis, that's a lot to remember there. <laughs> you're on about Lewis Lee Gilchrist. Yeah. Who missed the penalty for Bristol Manor Fan? Correct, yeah. Um, obviously, as a player that we all liked and scored some good goals for us, and he was the JGP. Yeah. So Josh Parsons. Yes, well done, Josh Grace Parsons. Still runs out for Siren Sester. Rather unfortunate middle name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we know well done. Three out of three there, Dave. Um, I also noticed that Marcus Beecham wasn't in goal for Salisbury's opening 2-2 draw of Hendon. And I think I noticed that Steve Claridge has also brought in another keeper. Makes me wonder if Marcus might be available soon. He's a top keeper and certainly mm. someone I, I'd like. But, yeah. um, I hopefully Luke Kearney will do the business. Yeah, also. but um, I was going to say, reading the report on that game, I think the keeper made a couple of blunders, didn't he? I, I don't know, Dave. I don't know. Yeah, you so, might know more than me there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully Marcus can find his way back in there because we, we, we like Marcus. He's a nice bloke, yeah. Um, I also heard, was it Gavin, um, let us know that Bradley Webb's got a loan deal at Newport, um, which slightly surprised me, but um, good luck, Bradley. I hope that goes well. Yeah, I hope it goes well for him. Uh, I didn't think he set the world alight at our club, mm. but, you know, yeah, well, yeah, well, that's hope. might be a different story. That. Yeah, And we must say best wishes to Joe Tomlinson, who was stretched off last weekend. Now, I, I don't know the extent of that injury, Dave. I don't know if you heard no, anything. But, I just heard he yeah. got carried off. Yeah, well, let's hope he's uh, back fighting fit very soon. Um, now, I, I know you saw at least one Hungerford player during the ex Hungerford player during the week, Dave. Yeah, I, well, I saw Clarkey play for Marlow at yeah. Frimley Green, obviously. Kelvin Bossman was on the subs bench for Marlow yeah. as well. And I don't know if he played any official games for us, whether it was just friendlies, but Devonte uh, Romeo. Yeah, I he, think it's just friendlies. Yeah, yeah, he played and scored their goal. Yeah. Harry Goodyear, who was our guest yeah. Yeah. last week, yeah. he scored for Sittingbourne at the weekend. Oh, excellent. Well done, Harry. Again, talking of Harry, then let's go on to... Yes, let's go on yeah. to the predictions. <laughs> because we must. Uh, Chris v. Dave v. World. Uh, now, Dave, you've extended your lead after last week with three correct results, netting you six points. Yeah, it might only be for, for that week, because I think I'm going to struggle this week. Well, myself and guest Harry Goodger both had to settle for four points apiece. So the current scores are you with 11, the world with eight, and I'm bringing up the rear with six. There were some, some goals scored as well in those yeah, three games. There were, weren't they? No one got the, uh, the bonus. bonus point this week, you know. Uh, now, this week, we have gone all the way to the Highlands of Scotland for our guests. Uh, the much-missed friend and supporter, Stuart Corder, a.k.a. Rectal. Now, Stu now lives north of Inverness, which means he is as likely to see Hungerford play a live game as we are this side of Christmas. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Um, now, I took the opportunity of asking Stu a few questions before we got into um, the predictions. So, let's see if you've got any comments on, on these, Dave. Um I asked Stuart who his team were besides Hungford. I think you know the yeah, answer. Yeah, we do know that. Yeah. So in England, it's Tottenham because his dad has been following them since the 1960s. Um, in Scotland, his local team now is Ross County and his uh, folks live up there in the Highlands now since 2004. 
and uh, he also still keeps very much keeps tabs on Hungerford and he first came to see a game in 2000, February 2017 having been invited by his friends at the post office namely myself Dan and Windmill that's it yeah and I was going to say all those clubs he's got more clubs than Tiger Woods got <laughs> in his golf bag <laughs> um, I, I think his, uh, Stuart if you're listening I'm sure you will do in fact, your first game as a Hungerford supporter was at home to Slough, because I'm sure I've mentioned that in a previous podcast. Um, and you say you enjoy the, the games at Hungerford because it's a chance to relax with your mates and enjoy a couple of points, and that live football is always better than watching the game on TV. And I think... Uh, We'd we all agree with yeah, that. Yeah, we agree yeah. with that, definitely, yeah. Now, players that stood out for Stu in his time as a supporter... Stephen Brown. Yeah, good striker for us. Yeah. Louis Souls. Another good player for us. James Rusby. Uh, legend. Uh, yeah. Still there at the club. And Marvel. Marvel. Only there for a short time, but yeah. made a big impact. He, he did. Uh, for the coming season, if there is one, of course, um, Stuart hopes that James Harding and Ryan Seager can both hit double figures when it comes to goal scoring and that Hungford can avoid a, a last day scrap to, to stay up. Uh, he makes the comment that Danny Robinson always had Thatcham well drilled and that everyone knew their role. And he's sure that he can bring a very good work ethic to the Hungford side and to continue um, to upset some of the bigger sides. Well, we, we've only seen one game and it looks like we have got more mm. goals than us this season yeah, than we yeah. did last season. So let's hope they do get that's, double figures. Yeah, let's hope so. Now, I also asked Stuart about food because... Oh, um, he loves his food. <laughs> yes, and I, I thought sausages were going to get a big mention here, but he's fairly um, varied in his it, choices. It will turn his too. mouth to anything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, he says he, he definitely can't resist a bite to eat at the footy. At, at Ross County, he says the pies are the best. Um, we we'll have to Spur- take his word for that because we've never we been to Ross County. Have, he says uh, hot dogs at the new Spurs Stadium are the best he's had. I've been to the, well, the old ground. But he also sings the praises of Hungford, saying that uh, since what he calls the fairly recent regime change, that the food on offer has improved a lot, and he's hoping to savour more this season. Good on you, Stu. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a brilliant answer, Stu. Thanks for for answering those. I can't get used to calling him Stu. Let's go back to calling him Rick. Yeah, well, he (laughs) says he got that nickname um, having gone to a game with us at Paul. He did, yeah. Is there any tale to tell there? There is, um, or not here. <laughs> uh, there's a, a parody of the Fifty Shades of Grey, which mm. was called the Fifty Shades of Shit. I'm not sure where, I like where this is going. <laughs> and uh, his name came up in one of the convers- nickname came up in one of the conversations. So um, right. he was nicknamed Rector after something that came up yes, in the I'm, conversation. Um, what a lovely nickname <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, okay, so thanks again, Stu, for for that. And uh, he, he's hoping that. Now all things allowing course that he will be able to get down to watch a few games both home and away this season. He says the flight isn't too arduous and the guys would all love to see him, wouldn't they? And who knows, we might be able to repay the, the compliment yeah. and go up and watch the Ross County yeah. game and have one of yeah. those uh, yeah. pies or whatever it was. Well, he yeah, I mean, he, he did make the comment that Ross County, Tottenham and Hunkford are very unlikely to ever meet, but I don't know, perhaps we could rearrange a... A three-team tournament. <laughs> well, I know, I, know he, I know he likes when he uh, the song the HTFC song comes yeah. out. He likes to throw in a THFC as well, oh, just, just to, to throw everyone, just to make him feel at home. Right. I think. 
<laughs> okay, let's get on to the predictions then. So the first game that uh, we've got this week is Brighton v Manchester United. Uh, Stewart's gone for a 2-1 win to Manchester United. I've gone fairly similar. I've gone 2-0 Manchester United. Dave, what's your score? It's a full house on the team that we think is going to win. Mm. I've gone 2-1 Man United. Okay. Same as you agree with Stu. Yeah. yeah, I just think Oli um, needs a reaction, doesn't he? After yeah, that's what, I, that's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Palace, match number two, Crystal Palace v Everton. Stewart's gone for a fairly ambitious 2-2 draw. Yeah, but that, in the past, his ambitious 2-2s have come off quite yeah, a lot. Oh, right, OK, well. So what have you gone for? 2-2. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I've gone 2-1 to Everton. I think they are a team on the roll. I know Palace started the season excellently too, but yeah, pa uh, Everton, yeah, looking very good at the moment. You've gone exactly the same yeah. as me. I've thought Palace have one two out of yep. two but what I've seen of Everton yeah they look good okay. and I've, I've gone two one and Dave's just shown Everton. me a bit of paper to prove that he's not just copying me <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you'd want to copy me on, on the bloody table uh, and then our final game Burnley v Southampton and Stuart and I have agreed on a 2-1 win for Burnley this is where it could differ then mm. because I've gone for a one-all draw oh okay right okay well, I think Burnley lost their first game yeah. Southampton haven't set the world alight in their first mm. couple and do they get beaten the cup as well oh, I'm not sure I can't remember but yeah. they're going to need a reaction yeah, as well yeah, yeah. Burnley will want the reaction yeah. so I'm hoping both of them will cancel each other okay. out well yeah that's good good logic there um, alright okay that takes us to the end of Crispy Davey World so next week Dave don't give a name away but we're going outside the Hungford family aren't we for the first time we are um, it's an ex-professional player mm. who played for Leeds Reading and Kilmarnock right okay I'll get a few people looking for uh, various statistics and things and so, player profiles yeah so um, mm. I've been in touch with him and he said he's happy to do it so um, yeah well, okay. watch your space okay well we're, we're going to call it a, a night there and um, we, we hope we've got the tone of this episode right and, um, yeah, anything to say, Dave, just to conclude our episode tonight? Uh, thoughts and best wishes go out to Paul's family. Yeah, very much so. And, and all his friends yeah. at the club as well. Okay, Dave, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, Chris.